Okay, it's time to partner with Betfan Preview. Jolly Beggar Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton. We're teaming up to record episode 139 of the 1 1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is uh, quarter to 11 a.m. on uh, Thursday, the 1st of September. Northern today, Belmont and Kununurra on Saturday, and Coolgardie Cup Day um, at Kalgoorlie, Evelina Day as well on uh, Sunday. <laughs> Evelina Day. I'm just refreshing looking for the race book to see if it's uh, updated. Because it's been a bit of a rushed effort to get the silks up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they arrive. Otherwise, yeah. we might. Uh, so, Luke Fernie, if you're out there, just make sure those silks arrive in Kalgoorlie. <laughs> Otherwise, we might be wearing the clubbies. So, um, but uh, no, looking forward to that. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. Uh, nice open race to finish the last today. Mm. Uh, and as I said, we have our media mogul mastermind. Also, just for short that's quite a tongue twister so for sure we're calling it the friss um <laughs> so the the friss award uh this year uh so it's an eight person uh eight of wa racing media's finest uh in a knockout tournament to uh to be crowned um yeah the first winner of the friss <laughs> so you'll be fristed so you'll be frisked past the post Oh, gee whiz, that's, uh, that's good. That's very good, the frisk. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't get the message I sent out to everyone, did you? <laughs> oh, that's very good. Um, all right, you've got me wobbly a bit here, Terry, the frisk. So good luck to our, uh, our, our moguls. Good luck to our moguls who will be uh, the much sought after uh, the frisk award there. So um, from a Betfair point of view, that's betfair.com. .au. What's uh, what's the guru up to in the uh, in the Betfair landscape? Just taking it one race at a time, mate. So um, your written previews are uh, back and yeah, popular, I've shortened them, down, shortened them down to Embry style. Mm-hmm. I followed the Embry blueprint. It's just a it was a bit time consuming. I'm doing it on Wednesday nights. I'm doing them pre odds, so it's it's a bit yeah, it's a little bit uh, it's a bit different, but uh, it's more informational based. I think the way Belmont's playing, you can't you can't be diving into anything with confidence early can you mm. see seriously think about the tracks we're getting it's either you lead you're throwing aren't you you're completely gone uh it's either it's either you have to be on the rail or you can't be on the rail mm. so um fascinating very good any uh bit fair edge action uh well, no, still, just still on, on hiatus yeah still on hiatus i'm pretty content with that too very good all right so um yes that is everything that's happening in the world of betfair if you want some of the if you if you actually if you if you were one of the very few happen to miss terry's educational videos jump on the uh betfair hub and uh, have a look at terry talking about all things punting and his his this the, punting the, life the world's <laughs> most hungover covid ridden man you'll ever see in your entire life I think only a few people can tell, but the, my mouth is literally just sandpaper. Like, they had to pause that video 400 times for me to drink me Powerade. And I had to keep rubbing around my mouth so you couldn't see the red Powerade and whatever colour blue Powerade's doing. So, anyway, typical very, very standard behaviour. It was very, it was very good stuff. Okay, uh, now it is time for the Belmont Track Report. Brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Wittens. Very good. I like that. Actually, Witsy dropped in and uh, we met. We a couple of jackets. Yeah, yep. a couple of jackets. Yeah, wearing one right now. Some so. hats, puffer vests and some uh, hats. So. Yeah, we've been well looked after, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And uh, mm. yeah, apparently the... Um, 
the the phone and the um, direct messages were off the hook after his uh, debut on the one one last Thursday. So double, double the sponsorship for yeah, uh, yeah, I think for so. week two. So, so uh, the invoice has just gone up there, Witsy. So um, actually, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, the podcast being a good platform to increase business, we've got a, uh, a little three year old Kelpie. A friend of mine is looking to rehome it. And they're they're having absolutely no success. So if anyone's, it's a it's a lovely dog, great nature. If anyone's um, after a um, a, a three-year-old Kelpie, uh, obviously free of charge. Uh, get in touch with me on Twitter, and I'll put you in touch with the, the right person. Oh, Kelpie's good. Yeah, grew up with lovely Kelpies. dog. Lovely dog. Just next I tell to you what, home, and there's tell nowhere you what, for it to go. At the tell moment. you what, if our sponsors are doing well, uh, we're rehoming dogs. Like the sky's the limit here for <laughs> here for say. the one one. <laughs> yeah, many strings, a bow with many strings. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, get in touch with the guru on on Twitter. Yep. 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 Direct message there, Terry, on or the one one podcast. Yeah, either uh, either. either either on. Uh, so it's a three year old Kelpie uh, looking for a loving new home. Exactly so, right. Okay, lovely Thank dog. What's happening? It's it's a bit of a riddle at the moment, isn't it? Back to the true, of course. Yeah. Uh, last time we were in the true, what happened, Guru? Because I, I I tend to remember that it was very rail. Well, I can't remember because I did the form for the six meter pack. So <laughs> who knows where it'll end up playing? It's hard to do a track report. You don't know where the rail's going to be until the morning of. But yeah. um. It's interesting, rain-wise, we've gone from 6 to 15 to 5 to 10 yep. to 4 to 8 to 3 to 6. Now it says 2 to 4. So. Which is good for the footy, but anyway. Yeah, it's yep. good for the footy. Interesting mm. to see how much rain, how much they irrigate the track because um, because of the expected rain. Then if we don't get bugger all, it's good for the dockers mm. because they're an absolute horrid wet weather side and the doggies are one of the better ones. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we, we just got to wait and see. Get a, Just try and devise a pattern. I was actually – I wanted to write about this in, in – this week's little little column I write, but I didn't put anything in. But so use a race like we'll get to this in a second. But use a race like race one, pinpoint a couple of horses forward back how you expect them to perform. Like map horses, yeah, yep. and monitor how they go. We we're expecting Ghost to Walks to run on well. Um, yeah, that's one. Maybe popped a race two and. Horse like defending will go back. Expected to run on okay, not necessarily super. Uh, you're expecting a, a Astro Warrior should give a reasonable kick. Let's Galavan be on its back. Basically, look at the horses and their SPs and and how they're expected to perform early doors and a couple. And if straight away, well, hang on, there's two out wide that have really not let down at all. And you can say, well, that's cooked. Or you can say, oh, geez, a couple of these leaders who were somewhat in the market or leaders backs and were somewhat in the market and they haven't really given it, then mm -hmm. you can sort of draw correlations between a couple of uh, ordinary performances and SPs early and that can give you the edge because what the markets are doing a lot of the time, and they didn't with Noble Born, but a lot of the time more drifters, more, yeah, drift-wise, um, is they're really um, going towards the pattern horses. So, And that's why there was that leeway with um, Resort Man. Mm. That's why there was that leeway. So, And the other thing to keep remember is later in the day when there is that strong pattern, everyone wants to be part of it. Mm. So then you can get the, you know. It didn't seem to matter that much last time. It, it was the last time of the true, the 6th of August meeting? Uh wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it was there was the Invincible Ruby, Rails in Run, March Amley led, mm. Arcadia Grace, Rails in Run, West River Miracle Outside, our Norman led, Rejuva King, Rails in Run, Sockoff led, Fanta led, uh, Success Play, Leaders Back, uh, Mount Walker, Leaders Back, Ginger Flyer, Fall Back the Fence, and Hibiscus Lady led. That was the last time it was in the mm. in the true at Belmont. That was when we were at the races that day. So, um, so yeah. So if that they can overcompensate. So just yeah. be mindful. Yeah, hundred percent. That was a twelve race day too. So that um, yeah. So the there was no. I don't think there was any rain on that day as well. So if the rain comes, it changes everything again. It's interesting when we were chatting last Thursday. The track was 
on Chris anyway, it was a good four, and it didn't take a hell of a lot of rain to, to go from a six. five to a yeah. six. So exactly right. Yeah, um, but beautiful weather so far this week, and um, a bit of rain around on Saturday. So hopefully we, it can it can hold up and be be fair all around. But as Terry mentioned, there are ways of tagging and mapping the the track as early. quickly as possible. Yeah, early because race one's a bit tricky because it's a thousand, isn't it? Is yeah, that, that's not always the best. Goes two walks will give you a good read. I think it'll probably be back fifth or sixth, getting wide. It should be running on, so it'll give you a, a somewhat of a read but geez if in saying that i can i'm just gonna uh it it might not be all that accurate of a horse like knight's mystery stops in front mm. um so yeah anyway, you've just got to make those assessments yourself okay all right so let's get rolling eh? yep. race one is the here we go the free entry to belmont park handicap 1204 bounce down, 1000 meter graduation. Um, a few of these horses on the uh, seven day spin around mm. after uh, after uh, racing last Saturday. Only a small field. It's a bit of the theme of the day, isn't it? Sort of. Um, I looked at it, I actually messaged you yesterday and yeah. I said we could do a remote. This could be horrid. I was only sort of looking at the fields at that stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is only eight. Races, we've lost one, and it is smallish fields, but uh, I don't really mind it as a, as a card, actually. Mm. I felt every race you could sort of get a grip on. Um, well, most races you could sort of get somewhat of a grip on. So uh, we'll see if we can um, make lemonade from yes. the lemons we've been dished up. So for, for those wondering where the other race went, it was a three-year-old 1600, and it was deleted due to insufficient nominations, which left us with the eight-race program we're about to embark on. So uh, Cashaway just missed uh, State of Power last Saturday. Um, uh, John to get the run of the race here for CJP. The interesting runner, of course, is Real Grace. 413 days since its last run has gone from Team Williams to Michael Grantham, trialled twice in the lead-up. Those two lead the market. That's sort of what I had at the head of my market as well. Um, goes to Walks, third pick. What are your thoughts on the opener, the free entry? Yeah, look, I, Real Grace is, is the polarising galloper. I think mm. a great way to describe it is Brad Tab Touch went up favourite. Real Grace, yep. and fair enough, you can understand that. And I think some of the other markets went up equal second favourite um, with Cashaway a clear elect. So uh, Real Grace, to be honest, it's impossible to place. Yeah. We don't know. Like we jump, we simply do not know. The trials are really good, jump really nicely. Um, it, they won't want to go forward here. They'll, there'll be enough speed in this to to tuck in. And Real Grace's best probably beats them. That, that simple on the 54 and a half, it probably beats them. But um, yeah, oh, and Michael Grantham's getting all these, well, most of these Bob Peters horses to improve when he takes them on as well. So, um, but I'm wary. Uh, I'm a bit wary. So, uh, cash away is my market elect, but mm. the 270, that's, that's under the odds. There's very little between it and Ghost Two Walks, who's proven off seven days. Um, and like, there's a big chance that Ghost Two Walks won't be far from the back of, of Cashaway, even here, BJ. Mm -hmm. So, um, with a little weight swing, if, if the guy, I, I thought I'd be on Cashaway. That's the way I was thinking I'd go. But if the market is too heavy towards Cashaway and it jumps 250 and Ghost Two Walks jumps 550, I'll probably end up on Ghost Two Walks. Yeah, so. that's sort of what I was thinking as well. You I know thought, what I mean? I, I thought. Cashaway and Real Grace have marked them equal, but I was more like 350 pair the pair. So Cashaway, yeah. yeah. So I was. I wanted, I, I wanted to do something a bit more for Real Grace, and I wanted something a little bit more for Cashaway as well. I was three bucks Cashaway, three seventy goes two walks, four sixty Real Grace. But yeah. I mean, if, if I mark that in a different mood, I mark Real Grace favourite like yeah. I did, you know. So yeah. um, that's something Brad often says. It's a game of opinions, and this this race is just. Yeah, we're, we're all guessing in that sense where Real Grace is at. If you if you think you saw enough in those trials that she's going to be at her best, um, you can justify taking four bucks first up over the thousand. But um, 
yeah, cash away and go still walks will provide very solid opposition. Yeah, so I was I was more like 480 go still walks, but I could probably I might have Ponyo a little bit on the short side, so I could probably squeeze that a bit to make goes to walks a bit. It sort of makes a bit of sense. He's racing so well. He's going to um, have the who if yeah. they sprint next to each other. It's yeah, it's going to be fascinating. So yeah, uh, Cash Lose, loses uh, gets the back loses Lactar um, and is Kesha Kesha's uh, Kesha's, one for one. Kesha's one from yeah. yeah. Lactar has been the primary jockey for his yeah. career best prep. This uh, the two kilos might be handy plus mm. the half that Cashaway picks up from last week. So it's a two and a half kilo swing. Yeah, closer to it in the run. Um, yeah. If it's a travelator though, Ponyo could lead and give a bit of a give a bit of kick well, as well. I think I think Mitchell will be telling Holly if you don't find this rail, I'll be very upset. Okay. That's that's my guess. Yeah, very um, good. I actually have, I've got Knight's Mystery down as the blowout um if it plays travelator wise. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I think they should be trying to kick up with Ponyo unless it becomes apparent that that we know uh, holds barred from mm. outside of them. So, oh, well, for me, anyway. And then, and then you got Strathmore at 10, Athlone Castle 13. For me, that's bare bones. Strathmore is going really well. Yeah, but that's, four, that's four bare wide, bones. Four wide no cover the entire last Sunday. That was really, really, I thought it an ordinary thought process ride-wise when it jumped that well. And he probably doesn't know the horse's history like we do, but its best runs have been leading. Like they had the, the lead yeah, was on offer for Strathmore Rose the other day. If you just yeah. jump forward and lead that race, I reckon it just about wins. We spoke about that. So it we might spoke, end up breezing here. We spoke about that last week where we were saying how Mika should lead. But Simon A. Miller, they got they got in the lab, they did the work, they they realised be positive. Well, I heard the I heard that they Holly said I didn't expect to be there. Is that right? Yeah. I just thought Because I had it plan. in the breeze. Yeah. Um, five minutes before the race, I was talking there was to no, mate. There was no leader. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Five yeah. minutes before the race, I said, I actually said to my mate, I reckon State of Power is just about going to find the fence here. I reckon yeah. I just decided I want Harmika to be in front rather yeah. than the way it's jumping and the way the stable's going. And anyway, so I did my ass and watched it accordingly. <laughs> so, great fun. So for me, anyway, I think um, I think the horse I really want to be on is Ghost Who Walk. So if I can get maybe five, that'll, that'll probably do me, I think. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm just gonna play the market, but my my feel is it'll be goes two walks. Who's the bet? Real mm. Grace, what it does in the market will be fascinating. Could start three bucks. Could start six fifty. Okay, race two is a Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. This is a ratings fifty eight plus with a fifty four minimum over the thirteen hundred meters. This was an interesting little race to talk about, Terry. Um, only the eight runners. But uh, what are, at the moment, just uh, on Bradbury, we've got one, two, three, four, five of the eight are single figures. So um, opinions are going to be divided. What say you? I think the yeah, I think most people will be opting for strike now. What they saw last start, uh, Clint goes on for for Brad Willow, which will be a positive for for most as well. Um, I think that either ain't no other man or Astro Warrior take it up. I think they should probably show some intent on ain't no other man mm. and um, and just try and lead the race, Astro Warrior. And the way Lucy rides, she lets them sort of find their position rather than bustle. So it might end up in the breeze, but also might lead. That they should be one too early. And let's gallivant leaders back and strike now. Probably three the fence makes the most sense. Uh, I think most people will be expecting strike now to follow. Let's gallivant get off its back and be too strong late. Mm. Um, I just thought I just thought let's gallivant's last run was better than strike now. And strike now was really good. But I just thought Let's Gallivant had no real right to sit deep, do all the work around it, and then give a kick and finish basically alongside Strike Now. I well, well, you can you can say that it, it ended up getting outside leader Let's Gallivant, but it took ages yeah. to get there. It just had to use a lot of fuel. So yeah. if you look at Let's Gallivant, it's really fascinating. Actually, it's, it's last six runs, it's drawn wide three times and it's drawn in three times. The three times it's drawn wide, it's basically been deep the trip and it's been brave in defeat. The three times it's drawn well, win, win, win. Yeah. So it's a it's just such a 
have. And I know the Pierce is very surprised by the progression of this bloke, but it's such a tactically strong horse. And I've got to see Holly on Fatage as a positive the way she rides these type of horses. So um, so I've marked Let's Gallivant favourite. Um, and Price. I'm expecting the money will come for strike now. So mm-hmm. I think we'll I think it's into three twenty something at the moment. I reckon two seventy. Two seventy. Yeah. Well, I think we'll end up seeing Sorry, that strike now is two seventy. Oh uh, yeah, bad. so I'm talking yeah. I think Let's Gallivant will will end up seeing higher threes maybe mid threes i hope but that's the way i'm leaning but uh, again say the money's heavy let's gallivant i might back strike now mm. so i'm three bucks let's gallivant 370 strike now seven bucks ain't no other man upwards others okay so just in regards to ain't no other man he's 35 days between runs he was accepted to start belmont uh august 13 but was scratched due to the um, wet track. Wet track. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's a gap between them. Not ideal though, 35 days against these sort of race-hardened opposition. Um, yeah, I I don't mind strike now with the horse. He's just, he's just got in very thin for me at the moment. So um, a lot of this is going to be about what Betfair does late. Like, yeah. As I said, I, I like this card because I feel confident about my markets and what I've done, but I don't know I don't know what I'm going to be on necessarily yeah. until deep on, and I'm, I'm going to be happy taking on some drifts. Or, um, yeah, it looks like that type of card early, if that makes sense. Yeah, the market really hasn't flushed out this morning like I thought. I thought the, the problem is there are yeah. eight-horse fields, and yeah. if you look at Halator and Civvy Street Evidence, they're not going to take up much market percentage. Defending is yeah. going to be last. Astro Warrior didn't show enough last start in what I feel is a harder race now to mm-hmm. get much support, and ain't no other man's the one with X Factor. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to come at all. It hasn't raced for 35 days and probably isn't the same horse it was. Yeah. So you're yeah. left with <coughs> it's, it's from behind Stipperucci first up was yep. good. Um Troll was super. Yeah. So it's just that gap. I almost wanted to be on Ain't No Other Man, like, but just strike the run of strike now was just too striking and well, the Taliban was, was just too brave. So yeah. you kind of have them have them a length or also ahead. So again, if we see yeah, it's only race two, but if you see something in race one like we did last week with Traverne mm. and you think they're gonna lead on Ain't No Other Man, you, you know. Yeah. I I'm tending yeah. to I'm tending to lean towards Let's Gallivant at the moment. Just, soldier. Yeah. So. Um, Reckon Strike now will be very popular. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. And we get the over over the top price Let's Gallivant. So. Okay. Um, oh, just a, just a word, on, word on Halatorium. Uh, better on the dry. TK Layton. Better on the dry. So um, we've stuck Bo on again. She's horse has always gone nicely for Bo. We thought it would be a bit uh, a little bit wetter, but I'd say the intention will be just uh, to lob back in a in a moving line and try and hit the line and find out if it was the wet tracks that was causing a couple of poor performances because we were obviously so good first up. Mm, Leighton investments there with uh, mm. Halatorian uh, flying the flag in race two. Race three, the Amelia Park Handicap. It's a graduation over 1,300 metres, uh, 60 plus with a 54 kg Minimum. Elsafina kicked off her preparation in this grade last start. That was two weeks ago with a first up victory over Strike Now, the horse that we were just uh, talking about in race two. Good win, first up. Murray. Uh, sorry? Murray. Murray. Good win. Murray Goodwin, yes. Yeah. Murray Goodwin, yes. That's a uh, blast from the past. Mm. Um, Who do you play for? Country. He was Zimbabwean. Very wasn't good. He? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeez, you're not missing a ball the current one day as Australia Zimbabwe there. <laughs> Jeez, or something. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a touch-up they gave the old Zimbabweans, yeah. didn't they? Surprising. Um, anyway, Elsafina resumed well. Paddy Carberry, Grant Williams, they team up again here. Super short, but probably deserves to be uh, on the thin side because there's not a lot of depth in this nine-horse field. No change has been a um, handy pickup for Sean and Jake Casey. It's won twice 
Um, this preparation suits since joining suits a bloke like Pontban on as well. Hits yeah, hard, hits hard, lifts. Yeah. Should have been beaten by Indominus last start and goes up in weight on that, which is a bit of a worry. Yeah, right? yeah, Indominus, geez, that was. Uh, yeah, you were on that one. Yeah, that was a. Uh, a uh, bit of salt in the wounds there. Uh, ginger, <laughs> ginger Green resuming. Uh, what are, what are, the other only, only other horse you can really make a case for was uh, Enticing, who ran third behind Arcadia Grace and Keep Attacking, then came out, franked that form with a good win over Cheerful Moment midweek. Um, Bel- that was a Belmont the 17th of August, 17 days between runs for Enticing. But it does look El Safina's uh, race on paper, but she's, uh, she's priced accordingly. Yeah, I, I think she's under the odds. Yeah. Um, she looks the the standout, understandably, but uh, Paddy gave her a 10 out of 10 last start, and he also got the benefit of a track where being three or four off the fence in the straight was a spot to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot worked out. So back to the true, if it does play that inside pad, like this is danger. This is the exact horse you want to take on um, with the potential way it could play, and that, that suddenly makes no change a thought process. Like at the moment, I'm not interested in no change. Yeah. Um, if it plays in that particular manner, it means ginger green. Uh, it's very, very much got a Mr. Mount Walker feel about it. Yeah. On the back of no change, uh, it becomes a major player. If, if that's a nice lane, uh, there's no setting in where I back enticing simple logic. Uh, they're under the odds. Uh, Kendall's my dad's a big improvement mm. if, if it's a fair track, but that's way too short. But the way I'm going to go, I just want to we'll, we'll get to race five shortly. But in race five, you got a early season three year old taking on the older horses in a 66 plus far hater, a harder race called Rejuva King, mm. and it's about four four bucks four fifty. Yeah. Um, very short. Very short. And here you've got a early season three-year-old taking on the older horses in a significantly easier race, in a race that maps brilliantly in, and it's unwanted. You know, it's 10 bucks each way. Great Hoya. I don't quite. So that, to me, there's a little bit of a double standard there, and you go, well, the Great Hoya's not going well. I, I think thought, the Great Hoya's yeah. going great. Um, it's two best runs his campaign. Well, one of them it was in a photo with Rejuva King again, and this is a significantly easier race than what Rejuva King faces. Um, they've dropped its two best runs were over 1,200. It's come back down to the 1,000 in its last two. Um, and I thought both are really nice runs. It ran the quickest last 200 behind Just Go and uh, Rupert's F- fast, Empire. And, fast race, actually. Yep, yeah, fast race. And it just, yeah, just, just a few little things went wrong. And I had to carry the 60 that day against a lot of impressive. Uh, a lot of impressive runners. And then um, – so I really like the rise to 1,300. That's the first thing I quite like here. As I said, I think its best runs have been at the 12. And I don't know why they'd drop it back twice to the 1,000 after those uh, two really strong efforts. Mm-hmm. I think it lands on the back of the Breeze horse uh, who was – who was the Breeze horse, BJ? Simple logic probably. Yeah. Could even Breeze itself. Yep. Could even – I had a breezing, yeah. Yeah, could even uh, – if Ginger Green can be a little sloppy at times away, could land back of no change, which would be ideal. Uh, look, I don't know how it'll go in this grade, but it gets a nice allowance. 64, eight, it gets in with the 54, so it's 4.2 kilos. Probably would be eligible for a bit more than that, actually. Um, but still, it's nicely in. And just for a point of difference, runner, each way, the great Hoyer. Um, yeah. I think it's I, elig- I think it's eligible for 2.5, so it's half. Yeah, it's missing out half a kilo. So it's really good. It's actually really good placement. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. So uh, at 10 bucks each way, I'm, I'm happy – Having something small, very speculative on the Great Hoyer each way. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I uh, my Auntie Carmel's horse actually, the Great Hoyer. Oh really? She's got a sort of. Oh, you're on the Great Hoyer too. Yeah, I like Great oh, Hoyer. Yeah. We're giving it the Great Hoy. Yeah, I, I thought I think that Just Go race is going to be uh, there's going to be some form that emerges from that. I reckon that'll be but, a reference. Yeah, but also the. Coming back to the thousand was kind of bizarre for for this horse. It might have just been a programming sort of 
um, restriction there that he had to head in that direction, Paul Jordan and the camp. Uh, but I just, if, if you go back and watch its last 100, last start, yeah. it was just like, oh, okay. Mid-60 as yeah. well. Yeah, it was really hitting the line. Um, got back further than usual from gate two on that occasion. Um it just sort of was interesting how it struggled to keep up over the thousand, but better suited under a bit more of a lesser pressure thirteen hundred. Uh, great Hoya, I think, is the value of the race. Yep, I was nine dollars. So yeah, I actually marked it equal favorite, but yeah, that's I knew that Al Safina was going to be two dollars fifty. So yeah, sometimes you got to throw a bit of caution to the wind, you know. Yeah, I was sort of three six nine, um, and I had uh, damn, she's fine. <laughs> And I had uh, who else? Who'd I have my six dollar chances? No change. Were, uh, no change and um, enticing. Oh, enticing. Got, actually, you don't have ginger grain in the market. That's just you know, we can read something into that. Work if you are. It can't go. Bj's telling us <laughs> you can't lift its legs. Listen, listen to that for Gin, some money. Ginger grain can't win. Um, yes. So great Hoyer. Yeah, great Hoyer each way. Yeah, TGA. As long as, I reckon there could be some support. I reckon it's got yeah. the profile of yeah. support running. You know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm not jumping out of my skin to be on. We'll learn a lot. Good luck, Arnie Carmel. Also, my father, Bernie Ryan, shout out to Cups, phoned me on the way in and he uh, he, he said that um, it is the birthday, happiest of happy birthdays to none other than Dashing Dan oh. Miller, one of the all-time uh, West Australian racing legends of the game, uh, Dashing Dan, 75 years young today. Oh, happy birthday. Yes. Did you get a few collects on... Dash and oh, Arthur Mortimer. Cure off boy. Yeah. Nick Lurch. Yeah. I, don't I don't know if I backed him. <laughs> you love that or was that? I don't know if I backed Nick Lurch. 100%. The uh, one thing with Danny, you knew how he was going to ride him. Oh, man. Uh, for those, for our younger listeners out there who, who who missed the deeds of the mighty northerly, the fighting tiger, jump on to YouTube and type in the, I think it's 2001 Railway Stakes. Um, I think Brad, did Brad put up this morning? He put one up on... Um, just fantastic. Dashing Dan Miller aboard Northerly. I think he was only having his fifth start in a race. Um, elevated into Group 1, his first crack at Group 1 level. for, And uh, it was just awesome. So that was, uh, I think that was his Who second. did you give credit to, horse or jockey on that day? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it, 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 Dash rode it like the best horse in the race, put it that way. So. <laughs> he kept it. <laughs> he, knew, he knew what horse he had underneath. But that was his uh, second uh, railway stakes in a storied um, oh, a career, career in the saddle. Uh, just a champion. Uh, Part from- owner of Dig Deep too. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably his biggest achievement. <laughs> uh, I think that might be a different D Miller. But anyway, um, so congratulations. Uh, I don't happy- think it is. No, it is a different. Is it? Yeah, different, yeah. I, um- oh, I always thought it was. <laughs> Classic. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's yeah, very funny. Um, so happy birthday, Uncle yeah. Dan. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. 75, awesome. So, um, uh, and also he's a, uh, he's a, loves the Fremantle Dockers, so he'll be in his element oh. uh on Saturday night as yeah, they take on the, the bullies there. So one of Terry's very favourite races is uh, race four on the card. It's the Key Clean, a.k.a. Key Clean. <laughs> clean your keys. Uh, the Quay Clean over 1,200 metres, rating 66 plus. Minimum 54 kilos. So it's a 1,200 metre race. And uh, we did we did speak in the in the preamble at the start of the show there about Regal Magic and uh, how um, how a bit stiff there mm. in the get out stakes there last Saturday. But um, <clears throat> feel like it, feel like it might be stiff again here. <laughs> yeah, it's got that feel, got that vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah. So we have got uh, Paul Lee is uh, was there was a bit of a 
there was a bit of a note notation in the stewards report that he might be headed for the for a spell after his last start where he pulled up lane mm. and when uh, having his first um first assignment for Lucy Warwick as a trainer so but he's he's back in action 21 days later so Lucy must be happy with him he's obviously the uh, very bold front running um, sort of sprinter miler there Paul Lee then we've got Titan Blinders having its first start for the Ganjimi Yard former uh, Snowden um, oh sorry Corston's horse rather in Victoria um, and then Universal Pleasure was a good first up winner Probity had won two in a row before its last start flop on the on the heavy 10 there and Queen of Soul resumes um, yeah interesting little Quakeline handicap 1200 metres it is a, it's a, only a nine horse field but it's mm. a great little nine horse field um, Universal Pleasure was a run of the day far well a weaker race than this, significantly weaker race than this, but what it did on that inside pad, no other horse did for the entire day. So it could be Universal Pleasure's campaign to uh, come to the fore. Probably lands in the breeze here, I reckon. I reckon Pooley crosses Dance Cocky and Universal Pleasure might end up in the breeze. Where's Dance Cocky? Dance Cocky's not that quick. Don't okay. that. Yeah, yeah, Dance Cocky, I went through back through some of its uh So he can't grasp get to, he won't get to the breeze? Yeah, they could pop off and go to the breeze, actually. Yep, yep, that makes sense. But it's it's whether with the universal pleasure, um, whether they want to follow that, they they could naturally – I think they'd probably jump very similar, if mm. that makes sense. Yep. So I don't know whether you'd want to just let it come out and it'll all – something like that. I haven't overthought the map in that sense, but I think Pooley can probably cross and, and find the rail. Uh, Dance Cocky, look, if it does spring, um, has the ability to potentially hold out Pooley, but I think Pooley will find the fence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. If, if it plays on pace, that'll be that'll be the way I go again. Um, just forgive a absolute capitulation. Probably goes around 20, 20 to one thirty. Yeah, and it was five dollars SP last start. Yeah, so in was, the, yeah. In the, I think I had something. <laughs> in the in a vastly stronger race though. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. River River Cowan. There was um some some pull uh, the weapon sun. There was some decent horse in that race. Yeah, so. but I won't even be considering it unless I think it's a wild on pace track. So yeah, um, at this point of time. Definitely nothing on. Universal Pleasure, as I said, was huge. Regal Magic gets some luck from that inside gate. It, it's really well in. It's one off seven days. Last time it was off seven days. I think it was a winner, actually. Um, so, look, I, it's just luck in running, right spots. Hard to have probity on a dry deck. Um, mm. it, it's done its best racing on the more rain-affected stuff, but the drop back to 1,200 is obviously ideal. Queen of Soul was some trial. Mm. Um, that was a super, super, super trial. My worry is just how far back it gets. Can it outspeed yeah. Regal Magic? <laughs> where does, does it, it get the luck get? in running? Yeah. Um, so that's my knock on ears. And then Honeydew is a tough one to map. It, it's one that could almost end up in the breeze if yeah. they decided to ride it in that particular way too. It wasn't so. too bad the other day, was it? Honeydew sort of cramped for a room <clears> late. So, yeah. yeah. No, it went well. I don't think it's up to these though. I don't think it's up to these. So. Just just uh, just a word on Titan Blinders. Um, another Ganjimi Victorian import. Apologies before. It's Troy and Leon Corstens was the former, former camp. Uh, 90,000 yearling originally. I couldn't quite work out um, what the – well, the brothers paid for this horse. I couldn't find it online. Must have missed it there. So 140 days between runs has trialed, has trialed successfully at Belmont. But just with its Victorian form, went through it last night. Hasn't won its last nine starts. And its wins have been at Cranbourne. That's one win. Ballarat Synthetic, two wins. Ballarat itself on the grass, two wins. And Ararat was Ararat was its one win. So it's never never actually cracked it for a win um, outside the provincial circuit there at Victoria. So keep that in mind. But trial was decent. It's going to jump from one. Uh, Richie Bell was calling it teaching blinders, I think, in its trials. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually going to make a comment on that. And he actually said it pre-race. I think that maybe it's it might be teaching blinders. Yeah, <laughs> I can see the eye after the second tee. Um, yeah, look, I'm 350 Universal Pleasure Regal Magic. I, 
them clear ahead of the market. Mm. The way I was, I I was four dollars both of them. Yeah, yeah, but so I, but I'm not having a bet at this point in time. I'm like I said, if I'd consider pulling, I'm still fifteen dollars at the moment. But it just it all changes on the day. So uh, if they're making ground out wide and Queen of Soul drifts to a price, that's one I'd. Not completely right off, but uh, yeah, good little race. We'll see how it's playing. Yeah, universal pleasure for me. Uh, it was a good result for us first up there with the with the late drift, and um, just always thought that even if you go back, I through backed it, out at the drift. Did you? Yeah, because the right the fence was. That's cooked. right. Yes. I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Betfair, um, best, best of the day, I think it was. So don't forget last bet race in Jungle Muse, Jungle Dawn, in in really against really good uh, mares. Yep. Um, actually, got, photo finished with Queen of Soul yep. early in its Yeah, that's right, well, in, the, so. in the opponent yep. of the West Speed mares race there. So got a bit of quality about her universal pleasure. Mm-hmm. Stefan Vahala is doing really well with his horses at the moment. Um, got one of the most more exciting three-year-olds in his camp as well. So universal pleasure, Stevie P, that'll do me. Yeah, looking at the current markets, I'm three fifty a piece. It's four forty at best. So, I'll uh, for the sake of a tip at this point in time, I'll go with you. Drum roll, because we're going to take a break. Oh, and here we'll, we go. <laughs> we'll be back with uh, the WA Racing Media Mogul Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament Round One Week One. Here we go. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition. A bit of a flavour this week. Tournament begins. Tournament does begin. The medial, the media, <laughs> WA Racing Media Mogul Mastermind, also known as the Frisk. Uh, and it's week one, and we have uh, two of the biggest names in, in racing. Yeah, huge. Mm. Huge kickoff here. We've got, uh, well, actually, before we do that, Quick, quick mention to the our good friends up at the Mundaring Hotel. Yeah, uh, Ian O'Connor, Heart of the Hills since 1899, located Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Ian O'Connor, the publican, uh, tremendous fella. Uh, loves his racing. Get up there, say good day, have a chat to him. He will give you the red car red carpet treatment out there on the the big deck of the Mundaring Hotel. Feed, flutter, froffies, all happening. Okay, our two moguls to kick off. This is this is round one, uh, week one, round one of our uh, Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament. So let's welcome in our first mogul all the way from the east coast of this great nation. It's Mark Olmus. Hello, boys. Uh, when are the uh, moguls dialing in? <laughs> well, apparently the stewards of the stewards have called, and uh, a protest has been lodged um, because you're no longer uh, West Australian based. Uh, so your uh, your eligibility is being questioned. I think the phone call is coming through from some people at the West Australian newspaper. So we'll see how we go there. <laughs> we'll we'll try and uh, so without giving without without giving away who our next guest is. Does that mean I get you know, handicap points or anything like that? <laughs> nah, not 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 at all, not at all, not at all. But it's it's a pleasure having you uh, having you on the show uh, again, Mark. How's uh, how's life been uh, over east for you? Yeah, really well, mate. Uh, thanks, thanks, Guru and BJ. Yeah, uh, life's great, mate. It, the the racing is really hotting up over here, and uh, it all builds towards a magnificent WA revamped carnival, which I'm particularly looking forward to getting over for. Uh, I'll try to sneak a table uh, for Winter Bottom Day and uh, and have a really good day out there. It's the best track in the country, Scott. Is that work orientated or uh, just coming over to uh, for a couple of lubricants? Uh, a, a bit of everything. I've got a wedding the day before down at Dunsborough, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'll spend the I'll spend the week down there, and then I'll spend a couple of nights in town, which I'm particularly looking forward to, mate. Because I think uh, I think the winter bottom it's shaping up to be obviously a lot to happen before then, right? But 
it's shaping up to be a really good race uh, once again. And uh, Elite Street, I'm, I'm sure he'll be in the mix. I was mm-hmm. trying to get Danny to push him for a spot in the Everest, but it looks as though his uh, his target will be in WA, where he's better suited. You know that that um, short dash straight and a firmer track. Week is piss. Should be going the Everest. <laughs> What about Shackleton? Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to push Danny. I was I was giving him a real shove, Danny, and I said, mate, you know, just getting him up through text message and saying you got to have a crack, you got to put your hand up and see what what's going on out there. Like he's a good horse, and I was thinking, you know, if good old and don't have anything, um, maybe he could go in there being by street boss or something. But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to seeing all those horses. Um, no, we're, we're, I just wanted well, to I think talk a bit extra because I didn't want to. I don't want to be asked about the horse you're going to ask me about, Peter. Uh, um, the, well, well, it'll be a pleasure to, to uh, welcome you back to the, the West Coast, uh, Mark, <laughs> in uh, well, for a winter bottom day. But um, Are you worried about the wait for age conditions for Shackleton for <laughs> winter bottom? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, are, they, are they digging up the track and making it a dirt track a little bit more? <laughs> they need to do more than that, I reckon. <laughs> they need snipers on the roof, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you better get. No, he's you, doing a great job, isn't he? He's yeah, doing a he super is. job. He is. Uh, you better, he is. You, you better talk to the gang. Jamie Brothers, make sure uh, Thomas Magnum is uh, mm. going to be in action on Winterbottom Day as well, Mark. The porn stuff. Yeah. What a great name. Yeah. Love that he's name. got his. He, he needs. Um, he needs to get his manners in order, um, and then he'll 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 pick up a race or so. I'm not sure about a Winterbottom. Would love to, but uh, yeah, just needs to sort his manners out and. I'm sure the game Jamie's will do a good job of that. You'll have a bit of fun with him. Mark, uh, uh, you are mogul number one on uh, on today's um, <laughs> Mastermind tournament. Let's bring in, he's been waiting patiently, our second mogul here. Next cab off the rank, none other than Michael Heaton. Welcome back to the 1-1. Hello, boys. Great to be back on. Did Michael even know he was on or have we just caught him on the hop? <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like he's on the, it sounds like he's on the loo. But, uh, Mickey, we haven't had you on for a while either, would you, Dad? Did you have Michael Eaton back? Yeah, on the show? we. Uh, you do like coming on around Easter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually sort of Christmas treats, Easter treats, mm-hmm. anywhere where there's a special occasion on where I can just clean up the mess is probably preferable. After shopping day, usually, is when you uh, you prefer to come on whenever the pantry is as full as possible. And uh, yeah, but how's, uh, how's, uh, how's life for you and how's, uh, how's being a father treating you, Mickey? Mickey? I'm not sure. Yeah, very busy on all fronts. On uh, both the, the work and the family fronts, work's going well, doing a lot of different things. I must be on this because I think all the other media people in WA are away. Brittany Mykonos, <laughs> Julio Tangerelli's gallivanting in Melbourne, but he blocked off to New Zealand on the weekends and an old cowboy battler like me is just doing the candle at both ends. But, oh, uh, well, you must be getting excited because you're, uh, your old hometown's just about to fire up, Michael. Yeah, I won't be able to get there this year, unfortunately. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to that. Coolgardie Cup this Sunday. Are you boys heading down, uh, heading t- up? Terry will be there for the round week. Hannon's uh, through, to, through to Cup Day, I believe. But, uh, Wouldn't miss it. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, no, Mi- quiet. no Michael Heaton uh, is a big big scratching. That's, that's uh, a massive that, scratching, That's a yeah. massive ripple effect that's for the round, yeah. isn't it? Shut the doors at the gold bank. <laughs> Don't even bother. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to – I'm not I'm not going to come either because my – Oh, dear. Man, <laughs> shut the round down. Forget it. Close yeah. the doors. Um, Mike, and, and just touching on your uh, – you're one of the main men there at the Pierce Brothers Racing Operation. The boys are up and about at the moment. Plenty of winners lately. Yeah, absolutely. They're uh, placing their horses really well at the moment. I think they've had about 
uh, five or six winners overall for the season so far and uh, still some nice unraced horses that are coming through as well. I think they'll have a good crop of three-year-olds. They about 20-something two-year-olds and only a few runners, but a couple of the winners still. So looking forward to their next uh, six to 12 months. Yeah, it looks like they're just about to flex their muscles again, the, the Pierce brothers. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, your names are your buzzers. You both have played this game before and to be crowned our uh, the week one, round one winner of to move the, to the uh, <laughs> move to the semifinals of our Media Mogul Mastermind <laughs> Tournament. You'll need to be the first person to answer four Repeat four questions correctly. Um, okay. Terry, you want to go? No, you're up. I'm thinking about my first segment. i got to. <coughs> All right. Mark Olmus, are you ready? Ready. Michael Heaton, are you ready? Ready to go. Three, two, one. Okay, guys, before we do the Who Am I, we're just, a, just a little new segment we're going to bring in for, um, for, the, for the frisk. Um, so I'm going to ask, that it's going to be called Who Was the Last Jockey to Win a Board? Okay, I'm going to name a horse. Someone's going to have a crack. And if they're wrong, the other person then has a go. And then the other person, then the other person, and until somebody gets it right. So basically we keep going until somebody gets it right, but you don't get two guesses in a row. Does that make sense to everyone? No worries. So we still buzz ourselves sure. in? Uh, buzz just for in. your first one. Just yeah. for your, after that, you don't need to. So just for the whoever goes no first to buzz themselves in, um, there's going to be it's first to two points to get this first point. So you have to get two right. Okay. Everything Who, makes who's sense. Who's the first horse escalating? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's good. That's not a bad way to start, that actually. Is, oh, that yeah. is fantastic. I've erased, uh, you know, I've spent a fair bit of time in the psychiatrist chair to forget about escalating, actually. So. And in the accountant's office as well. Dear me, and the accountant, $180,000 of horse flesh. Thanks for that one, boys. Uh, okay. Are we ready? Oh, shit. Yes. All right. Okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Mervyn? Mark. Michael. Mark. Mitchell Payman? Wrong. Michael. Michael. Uh, or Joe Bignort? Wrong. Mark. Uh, Holly Watson? Wrong. Michael. Uh, Chris Parnham? Hey, oh, that was, that was exactly I thought that one would take a while. I thought that one would <laughs> take a while. It was Chrissy Parnham in a five-horse field. Chris Parnham? Yeah. Chrissy Parnham. So. Oh, was that the new season sprint or something from memory, maybe? It was, yeah. It was, now, actually. Now you're yes. a hero. Now yeah. you got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you still haven't got the point yet. You need to get two. Okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Gemma's son? Michael. Michael. Oh, oh Christy Bennett. Oh, dearie me. He's gone bang, bang. Yeah. He's gone bang, bang. I didn't yeah. even get to go through some of the other good ones I had here. So Save them. There you go. All yeah. right. First blood goes to Michael Heaton. One nil. Okay. So he's always one nil. Can we just double check my lines? Okay, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is you, you've lost two, but you've only lost one point. So it's actually, you're basically in front if you think about it that way. Hey, Mark, we've got a, a Greyhound <laughs> racing Who Am I question. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh dear. All right. Okay. Who am I? I earned eight hundred and seventy-nine thousand six hundred and ten dollars over a career which saw me race in three states, Western Australia, South Australia, and Victoria. I debuted in 2014 when my trainer was a young Simon Miller. I failed badly on debut, running seventh to Rebel King. 
I was immediately tipped out before returning and winning with a leg in the air with Jason Whiting in the saddle, again for Simon Miller. Jason wouldn't ride me again until- Mark. Mark. Mark's gone early. Oh, Miss Rose Belago. No. Oh, he's gone really <laughs> early. Well, hey, uh, uh, Jason wouldn't ride me again until I was successful in a Pinjara Classic a couple of years later. I strung six wins together in mid-2015 before returning in early 2016 and winning the aforementioned Pinjara Classic. Victories in the Bolton and Newmarket Sprint followed, with Rock Magic running second on both occasions. It was in early 2018 I was transferred to Darren Weir, winning a listed race down the Flemington Straight Six. And I also finished an agonising second to Dothraki in the Group 2, Bobby Lewis. I returned to Perth in 2019 under the tutelage of Lindsay Smith before as a very tired horse finishing my career with Neville Parker that same year. I wore the same colours as the battling West Coast Eagles and my three-word name describes a person or thing having the highest status in a group. Who am I, Michael? Oh, who <laughs> oh. actually got me? I had uh, I had Olmus down as favourite to get this one, but I think he's gone the early. He's gone a bit. Did you early. say so? You said it was a mare, yeah. did you? I didn't say that at all. I didn't. I didn't specify. All uh, right. Uh, so I went to Weir, started with Simon, ended up with Neville Parker. Countdown. Three, two, no, no, I've one. Got an idea. No. Yeah, Mark, do you know it? Not that you get the point. Uh, all, all, all I know is that it's Cape Falls, but no, I, I, can't, I can't actually. Oh, he's I got thought the right the ne- colours. He's got the right Yeah, colours, it is Cape Falls. Yeah. It is Cape Falls. I thought the Neville Parker thing might uh, might uh, throw so, it in your So direction. who am I, Terence? I am first among equals. First among equals. Exactly. I'll see, yeah, I'll see you get that one to Chevelle, but I think that was right. Yeah, yeah very well, good. Okay. Beaten less than two lengths in a winter bottom, that horse. It yeah, was, it ran yeah. fourth. Ran fourth in a winter bottom. Yeah. So, Heaton yeah. won almost. Yet to score. Okay. What was the name of the Queensland Group 1? She's a belter one at Eagle Farm last Mark. week. Mark. Jojo Atkins. Yes. One. One. One, one. All right. Very good. Good podcast. One out, one back. <laughs> harness. All your latest harness racing. <laughs> okay. Who rode, who rode the 2021 Cool Guardie Cup winner, Western Temple? Oh, Michael. Michael. Uh, 2021. Oh, was it soon, champ? Clint? It was not Clint. Mark. For the steal. For the steal. I'll give you three seconds. Mitchie Pateman. Yeah, it was correct. It was Kira Yule. A little bit of a tricky question, that uh, one. It was Kira Yule. Yeah. yeah. One, one. All right. Karajini Aurora ran third behind what star filly in the 2020 Rack and Tour Stakes at Belmont? Michael. 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 Uh, KC? Yeah. Correct. And the Sunshine Band. Two, one to Heaton. Good thing beat that, though. How many times? Was a good thing. Pikey was on, wasn't he? Was Pikey on? Yeah, yeah. yeah Pikey yeah. was on. I don't remember that. Okay, next question. How many times did Idyllic Prince win the Goodwood Sprint before? Michael. Matt. Michael. Michael. Four? 
Four yeah. is correct. So Four that the, the, the final bit of that question, before the race was eventually renamed after him. So it was four times for Team Taylor, the Goodwood Sprint with Idyllic Prince. So it's 3-1 to Heaton. Okay, here we go. Inspirational girl defeated Zaki to win what race at Flemington? Mark. Mark. Blame Blamey Stakes is the correct. It's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's been two weeks in Stakes. Malibor, I've got no idea. <laughs> Three, two to Heaton. All right. Tin Snip. <laughs> okay, next question. Tin Snip, Specialism, and Kelvin ran the trifecta in what featured two-year-old event in 2019? Michael. Michael. Mark. Sires. The Sires oh, process. Sires He's done it. Michael Heaton, 4-2. He's our first mogul oh. through to the semifinals. Michael, is that your first yeah. victory on the in the? Yes, it is. I was actually only thinking the other day. I haven't sat on the big deck for a while. So I'll be looking forward to. <laughs> well, if you wait, uh, potting myself on it for a while. Family. If you wait till Mark's back in WA, you can probably take him up with you. Yeah, fam- family, <laughs> yeah. Up, family, family atmosphere, Michael. So you can take young Max up there as well. So uh, no, very good. Congratulations, uh, Michael Heaton is hey, through. Just, just on that, just on that. Sorry, sorry, boys. Before we congratulate Michael, well done, mate. Um, Terry, do you still get a few heart flutters thinking about that protest in the Karakata, mate? <laughs> was there a protest? <laughs> was it? <laughs> hey, what? No, Tinsnip ran second to a big day. I remember Tinsnip ran second. I don't think there was, was a there protest, a though. There was no protest. But, uh, okay. but, no, but, I think they looked at they looked uh, at the real, uh, but, There was no protest. But, yeah. but Dig Deep was favourite. Did they look at the footage? Yeah. Deary, man. Dig Deep was favourite for the size zone. He was scratched on the morning. He of the was race scratched and, on the uh, morning of the uh, race. Which, but I reckon if there was a protest upheld that day, Mark, that um, there wouldn't be an Ascot Racing Carnival. It would <laughs> still be. Uh, it would be in ashes. <laughs> the track would be in ashes. Yeah, but the 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 size produce is in, is an important moment in time because that that eventually led to a few months down the track the WA Racing Awards night, which then mm. denied Dig Deep the uh, the WA Champion two year old of the year. Yep. Award. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to say, Terry doesn't have a size trophy in the cabinet, but at least he's got a Horse of the Year award, surely. Yeah. No, exactly right. How superior, I think. <laughs> oh, very good. Hey, Michael, mate. Well done, Mickey. Well done, Michael. All well right, done, thanks, boys. Well done, Michael. Congratulations. Uh, you'll be visiting our man Ian O'Connor up there at the Mundaring very soon. Uh, Mark Olmos, you're a star, mate. It's always great to have you on the 1-1. One, one. So when you do make your way back to Perth, we'd love to get you in the studio to have another chat. I look forward to it later on this year. Thanks, guys. Well done, guys. Thanks, lads. How, how, how do you think that went? Yeah, went the tournament. Well. Do you yeah. like the new segment? Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, and we'll talk about it off air. But yep. uh, the, but yeah, I think once everyone gets the the hang of it, they'll 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 yeah. know. It, so um, I reckon I could even make that first because you can do it really quickly and mm. you can right, roll through them. But mm. uh, Michael deserved that victory, I think. Mark got the two on the east coast. Mm. Michael got both. The last jockeys to win him, he got the yeah. No, it, is it, the, it was a dominant victory. It is the WA Racing master. He stand himself as the early favourite. So uh, uh, the 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 uh, the uh, futures, the Frist futures are up. Yeah. So what are we thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Michael's the only one through the next round, so yeah. he's already into three dollars eighty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's the only one you could probably be on at this stage. So still, there's still probably some value in four fifty. Yeah. Jay Rooney eighty to one. Julio. Yeah. That's is, probably the value of the field. Oh, yeah. Jay Rooney's Jay Rooney, uh, past performance, considering he is on our Mount Rushmore, has to be odds on at the moment, doesn't he? The fact it's a first, the first of four as well. That's sort of uh, the the higher you have to go. It's um, 
it brings the, the cream to the yes, top. Yes, the cream yeah, to the crop. Exactly. Yeah, it's like in a 2020 game of cricket. Yeah. Anyone can win once you get 50 over mm. test match cricket. The longer it goes for the um, yeah, usually the cream rises. All right. So we're we're off and running here on the uh, W Racing Media. W Racing Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament. And our uh, our fir- first cab off the rank was uh, cabs off the rank, rather, was Michael Heaton and uh, Mark Olmus. And Michael Heaton is through to the next round, and he is still in the running to win the coveted Friss Award. And once again, thanks again to uh, the Mundaring Hotel, Feed, Flutter, Froffies, all happening. Go check them out this weekend. This uh, weekend, hopefully, there's some nice weather on the cards there for everyone up at the Mundaring. And we are back with uh, race five of the day. It's the Furphy Handicap over 1,600 metres, rating 66 plus. They couldn't quite get the top weight in this race, so the minimum has had to be raised here to 55 kgs. And uh, let's deal. Always had a bit of a rap about him this horse, and he resumed midweek at Pinjarra recently and got the job done. First up, Steve Wolf and Sean McGruddy drops three and a half kilos, second up at a mile. Nice draw if it begins. It should map really well. Does look the uh, the horse to beat in this particular race, but the market has well and truly found it as well. Yeah, it's definitely the runner with the most upside here. Uh, a repeat of that performance over the first 100. We'll probably see it impossible to win though, but yeah. um, yeah, I, I get the feeling and I went back through enough of its stuff to sort of trust that that probably won't occur again, but you got to allow for that when pricing the, it. I think the word, a little bit the word I got to uh, about Let's Deal uh, first up was that they were in the gates for a very long time okay. and he became agita- agitated just at the wrong moment. Yeah. Um, and that's what meant that he was uh, a bit sluggish there to get, get rolling. So hopefully, um, hopefully he loads well, sounds well, and, and begins well to take advantage of gate five here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He he really does look. I probably near the one one even. Mm. I think he probably finds that type of spot. Um, the win uh, he beat nothing first up. Johnny Angel went okay yesterday. The second horse, but it was the win of a pretty good horse. Like he was, he shouldn't have won mm. the run he had. You know, he's out. He's, he had to sustain a effort, sustain yeah. a run, and the stick was out of the eight hundred. And yeah, it was just a bit messy. So uh, if you go back through his career, some of his three year old runs were, were huge. He then stepped up and taken on tricks of the trade. He probably wasn't right towards the end of that campaign, yeah. but you only get one crack at these big races of three-year-olds. They pushed on with him. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't sort of worry about that too much. It's actually funny. All three of his wins have been first up, but I don't think that's a fair reflection of what type of horse he is or how his career will shape. He's not just going to be a fresh-only horse. He's just had easier assignments first up, I think, before. Um, attacking harder one second up, and two of his second up runs are huge. So mm. goes on top. I, I was 270. I, I could have been shorter, to be honest, but – um, but two two seventy, I thought it was a fair price, just with that little slight concern. If he does end up in traffic, yeah. it might not be a day to end up in traffic. So yeah, that's why I started my starting point for this market was a, was for flat three. Yeah, so that's sort of where I, where I landed, just factoring in all that. But yeah, could have him, could have him shorter for sure. Castillo del Lago is the one that comes up. Yep, a bet for me though. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny actually. It's its career is quite interesting. So early doors. And it's been a it's been a bookie's power, this horse. I'm sure Mr. McCormick could tell us all about uh, this horse, how good it's been to him. But I think it started under f- three or four bucks, eight or nine times. Same to you. Being beat on every occasion. It's a horse I've never really fallen in for, which I, I quite like these type of ones. You know, you see you sort of pick up on it being under the odds. Anyway, it's, it's first campaign, first couple of campaigns was good. It was learning its caper. They figured out it needs to find a rail and run. 
Its second campaign, it raced in the feature three-year-old races against Western Empire. Went okay, you know, wasn't too bad. Um, its next campaign is a really interesting one. So first up, it went around at a three-dollar favourite with Angela Johnston on, and it was an absolute shit show. Like mm-hmm. nothing went right. Didn't find the fence. It didn't get anywhere near it. Forget it went around. Five of its next, uh, four of its next five, or five of its next six, it ran into big screen, yeah, right? Yeah. And big screen found the fence on every single occasion, so yep. it was forced to breeze. And it's just a, it's not as good as big. Well, it's not as good a horse when it's um, unable to find the breeze. Uh, the other one, the out of those runs where it didn't run into big screen, it won by four lengths. Um, with with who on board? Chris, Chris with Chris on board. Yeah. It's following start after running into big screen all those times. Uh, it drew 13 over 1,800. I don't have this in front of me, by the way. I'm, I'm, looking I'm doing, I'm doing yep. this from memory. Drew 13 over, over 1,800, mm-hmm. gave a big kick and was only grabbed by Holly Enchantment, who there's a, obviously, especially at the time, there was a reasonable spruik over. Um, it then stepped up to a staying trip twice, and for me, that doesn't matter what happened then. And, and it, 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 it went okay. It, it wasn't bad. too bad, but yep. it doesn't matter what happened over the staying trip then. So you look at its whole career, and yeah, it's two for twenty. Um, not how you want to start an in innings, um, but I think it's been pretty stiff. I don't think much has gone right. First up, really well, good. Well, it, it's 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 to produce its best, it needs to get a certain setup for it, and exactly it, uh, right. more often than not, hasn't been able to get that setup for it. Yep. But it looks like it's going to get it on Saturday. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. F- first up, it's um, first up, uh, it's gone super behind multinational and, and Benji's. I yep. always felt would need a run and. Last time out, it's led, given a really big kick and, and finished in a three-horse photo with Karamundi and um, Ginger Baker. So I, I think looking at Karamundi and looking at Let's Deal, I think Let's Deal is going to be a far better horse than Karamundi. So I, that's why I've got Let's Deal shorter in the market and normal luck. I feel that's the way it will go. But um, Castillo del Lago, Chris Parnell going on is huge. Mm-hmm. Up to the mile is perfect. I believe that's the right journey. And a little bit of, little bit of rain around won't. A little bit of rain around won't, won't hurt. hurt the potential inside pad being good. The mm-hmm. fact that I think it can shake off inflation in the breeze. Uh, leaders back horse is a danger. Catalpa, it'll yep. improve big time with Harvey going back on for the kids from a good draw. Um, but yeah, it, it, Castillo del Lago might be the forgotten horse here, and there might be a little each way if you're not getting the price that steal. So might look back the pair actually. So I really do think it's those two, and then Catalpa maybe eight nine dollar, and then the rest could not have the rest at all. They're all back markets. <clears throat> This isn't a backmarker race. Yeah, and also just touching on Rajuva King once again, the reason why he's in this race, which isn't perfect for him, is because that three-year-old 1600 was deleted on the day, which would have been a much um, more suitable assignment. So he, the Dan Morton was given the option to go uh, into this race if he wanted to run. The horse is ready to run a mile with races there. He's either, he was either going to go around or maybe um, – have a have a short break before Ascot. So I think it's I think it's worth he gets he gets two kilos off as a for his three allowance, but he's actually doesn't get a kilo and a half of the whole he doesn't get his whole whack. So really he's you know theoretically anyway he's carrying a kilo and a half more than he should um, if he was running still a, a good race. For it's, him. it's a it's a nice nice enough race, especially with the yep. draw. It's not super strong, and it's it'll be a good guide for Rejuva King's quality moving forward into the next phase of, of, of the season. So It'd be a good guide for us as punters to see how these horses compare up to the mile against each other because I've, to be honest, I've given it none, but I don't really know. And yep. It's just, for me, the biggest issue was it doesn't jump. It can't utilise barrier four and it's going to be giving Let's Deal Castillo del Lago to Castillo del Lago with the same weight big head starts. So yeah. I'm $18. Yeah. So... Yeah, the four. The fact it's four forty in the market is probably the reason we're getting some scope on some others potentially. Yeah, I'm with you with Castillo. It just made sense uh, that's going to get bit of alignment. Out. Yeah, I like the and I think Catalpa leaders back. Ponif on board is the one that's going to be 
lurking. 100%. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's it, very suited. Uh, yeah, so it, it could be the day that Let's Steel, you know, announces himself and just goes, but whack. So, but it, there's not a lot of juice there for me at the moment. So just, they'll, you know, double, Mindful, double figures Castillo and uh, Catalpa, it's close to $8. So. Now, there's a big chance you could get the wobble for Let's Steel. Yeah. You just, it's very hard to get a read on what price that'll jump. It's, mm. um, it does look bearish bones at the moment. Yeah, it's always been always been sort of firmish. Like it didn't really budge much price wise first up, um, but that was was a pretty thin old race. And there's always been a he's always been well regarded as a as a galloper. So yeah, good good test for Let's Deal. Good test for a Rejuva King. But if you want to take luck out of the equation, Castillo de Lago out in front rolling with a kick, uh, good price to have a look. Very good. Race six is a tab touch. Be better at life handicap over the 2100 meters. It's a 66 plus, uh, 54 minimum, top weight, bad wolf. Um, yeah, there's uh, 16 plus one. So it's full field to face a starter in the uh, middle distance race of the day. Found this one very tough for my liking, Guru. What were your thoughts? Nah, no idea. Yeah. It's a, it's a very hard one to come out. The form from the all man overthought race is no good. Yeah. So not interested in any of them. Which was, uh, what was that, seven days ago? Yeah, yeah. Which was seven days ago. So, um, yeah, no, I'd look at this earlier and a few seem like okay prices, but they've all gone now. So, which is semi frustrating, but um, Crescent City's got to be the one to beat. Yeah, it has um, to be, it has but, to be, doesn't it? Yeah, so, but it's just yeah. same old story with it. Um, I'm four fifty, so mm -hmm. it's five five fifty around. It's over the odds. Blackwater Bay's got the X factor. It's fit. It's just how well it's travelled back home. Uh, it can definitely win. It wasn't have, didn't have much luck in the Broom Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, looks a sticky old map for those few out in front. But if they can control it, bold success around the quickest last two hundred after leading last start. General Grant's probably the stay with the most upside, but it's second up at twenty one hundred from Barrier One. That's a bit of a risk. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I think the winners between sort of bold success, Crescent City, Blackwater Bay type setup, but any tr any truly reliable? Yeah, had every chance last start. Yeah, every single chance last start. Special picture could be the number one seed mm. there with Steve going on it potentially as well. It cleared out with Luke's Pierre, who went all right the other day, but. Again, I'm not looking at that as the premier form line, but it just shows you where our stayers are at when Tiger Move comes out and takes forever to win a maiden, then wins a midweek 50-plus over Dance of the South, who's only beaten sort of two and a half against those overthought types, all-man types last week. So uh, major focus on the ones coming out of the Crescent City Bolt success, Al Norman, Blackwater Bay, General Grant. Major yeah. focus on the better horses. Yeah, Al Norman, just a quick note, Al Norman, Norman, 28 days between runs, was nom was accepted to start the 20th of August and was – Scratched. Future nom. Future nom. Yeah, so. which is odd. Maybe they – because it won between a month between runs, but yeah. it was a perfect setup for it, that race. Yeah. It has won twice off for them off two weeks. Um, so I, I, I dare say something's gone wrong. It would be a very odd scratching – Tactically, to wait. Well, what price was it? It was one of the fanciest, wasn't it? Yeah, and the yeah. lead, and it was a it was a great map yeah. on paper. It came out after acceptances, so you're not getting a great setup and then scratching unless unless you were never running. So yeah, yeah, okay. So, so Crescent City, I've been knocking it all campaign, but I'll put it on top. But it doesn't mean I'm going to be backing it. Crescent City for me as well. Um, yeah, it's got that. You've got that run over the. I like Harvey on that. Yeah. So he might be able to lift it. Yeah, it's got maps. It doesn't have to do a lot of work to land in a good spot from there with the horses sort of coming and coming across. So uh, makes the most sense to me. Crescent City and 550s probably about right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did not price it aggressively. Yeah. Let's just say at 440, I thought I was pretty defensive. Yeah. Thinking, well, it's probably going to yeah. be three bucks or whatever. So yeah. 350. So sometimes when that occurs and you know you've been longish with one, um, it could be a sign I might be worth having something on. Yeah. Okay. 
Wheaton's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Whitten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Whitten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Whitten's. Now, we're moving on to the feature of the day. Don't worry about the free entry to Belmont. This is the Jolly Beggar Stakes over the 1,000 metres, 84. Actually, this has been uh, rescaled to an 82 plus, um, minimum 55 kg. So this is just um, this is just an alternate stepping stone towards the Hannon's Handicap punters. So la- uh, the more established horses uh, with the higher ratings will be going uh, via the Farnley uh, and then into the Hannans. Um, whereas the Jolly Beggar, there's a thousand this week, then there's two weeks, there's a 1200, and then into the Hannans. So a lot of these horses are heading in in that general direction, and um, a lot of these horses would be would be sort of worthy worthy Hannans type horses as well. But um, today uh, or Saturday rather, the Jolly Beggar is a 1000 meter kickoff, and we've got No White Flag having its first run in 28 days. Toddy Harvey sort of held it back from a spell to target this particular race um, with a flying Mervin and the stable mate um, spin the knife there son of a god having its first run for Michael Grantham and of course um, Michael Grantham saddles up comes a time who will be very well fancied in the Jolly Beggar on Saturday yeah that's the only horse I can mark yeah positively in the market Mervin comes across which makes it a nightmare for no white flag um, they'll be aiming for the breeze with no white flag, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if there's some real aggression from Spin the Knife, who was snagged on a bog track last start. Holly Watson's on. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they always try and go forward and land outside of Mervyn or tag Mervyn or however that works And because uh, all of its best runs have been forward, yeah. you know. So no white flag, back to the 1,000 from 1,400. Doesn't have the freshness to breeze, maybe, but even if it does, is it going to win? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. It's You know, there's a few question marks, so – uh, Gemma's son I thought was super the other day. Uh, I think it's just a better horse ridden in a particular way, which it won't get here. Yep. Um, so that's the one I mark second favourite, actually, Gemma's son, equal with no white flag. Um, spin the knife could be the massive improver back on the dry deck. I'm just jury out for me how good mm. that horse is and where it's at exactly, especially as I don't have it at best – very, very best. It's breezing. Um, big watch, son of a god. Um, but eight bucks for a horse with sixty kilos from the outside gate, and which as is good which as is more of a, was. More of a Hannon's horse, isn't it? One hundred percent. And as good as that trial was, have a look at it. It trialed against five stayers, mm. so it looks great, like aesthetically. But I mean, coming around's ten bucks from yeah. that gate. It's going to be back last over the thousand. It's getting on good trial. Well, I think it was. You couldn't really watch it, but it's, it's a bit it's, long. In the, it just shows you how bad this race is. Oh, be, I think the three bucks around it's be that comes a time. time. Yeah. Like I was 220 and I still think it trades because no white flag will always take up market percentage, so will spin the knife. Um, but just these other ones I see around that $10 mark, like son of a god, coming around Star Trade. Star Trade, yeah. Thousand, like, like for me, they're all just massively under the odds. So the, the one that you could have a throw at the stumps with if it turns into a travelator is Mervyn. It, it pushed in the rodeo two starts ago on a pretty similar deck yeah. to this. Well, so. I, I think you find maybe – Maybe four, four or five of the nine. These are almost prep runs, really moving forward. So you can, yeah, if you could find those horses, take them out and zero in. It just, it just feels like comes a times on the up. What price it, did you get it to? Comes a time two eighty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was two twenty. I have notated. I think it'll trade around three. So I don't think, you know, if you don't get that early three bucks or three for whatever, yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world. I still think it'll probably trade around there, but. Yeah. 
I couldn't back any others. Like I can't just if Gemma's son was twenty bucks each way, maybe yeah. or eighteen, fifteen dollars each way, maybe that could get me. If son of God, same thing, but they're nowhere near it. Mm. So just don't overthink this and triple our money on the horse that's best suited. Straight back. Yep. Hundred percent. All right. So no ninth race this week, Terry. So it's a very early introduction to It is. It's is the get out stakes. S T E A. EA. EA Sports. It's in, it's in the, the game. game. <laughs> uh KS. Uh the uh extremely popular Get Out Stakes mm. is brought to us by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's the captain out there. Um swing pass and uh, say hello to Timmy and his team, and they'll look after you out there at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Did you see Pete McCormick's collect? He yeah, put that on Twitter. Did that well. was he did well. His uh family is going to be eating well in uh in September, that is for sure. And certain Pete cleaned up out there at Market City. And um we gotta say a big congratulations to Michael Chad, first time entrant. Oh he's come from the clouds. One from one. Come from the clouds, has Michael. He's swooped. He's just stumbled across the uh, the get out stakes, entered, and he's got the chockies. So, um, and Sam White rule was required to separate him and Riley Caparara. So I don't think it'd be too much skin off Riley's nose because he would uh, he would have been bathing or basking rather in the glory of Resort Man's victory in the Idyllic Prince last Saturday. So loves it. Um, so yeah, Michael Chad, congratulations! First up, specialist goes bang on debut in the Get Out Stakes. Sam White rule required. So Michael was uh, was was nearest opinion first in with his uh, Vane Tempest selection there. So uh, hopefully you enjoy your uh, fill up out there at Market City Meets, Michael. Um, <clears throat> So congratulations to him. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, remembering it's race eight at Belmont on Jolly Beggar Day. And um, let us know who you think will win the last, uh, the Get Out, and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. And the Sam White rule has been very popular recently, left twice in the last three Get Out Stakes it's been required. So remember, you can never, ever forget the Sam White rule, Terry. First in, best dressed, baby. First in, best dressed. So... Race eight of the day, the lucky. It's the Crown Perth Handicap. Over, it's a 1,300-meter rating, 72-plus event. Um, yeah, that's, uh, there's some quality horses engaged here. There's some race fit. There's Who some, there's some uh, coming back, for, uh, returning from breaks. One interesting runner, or whatever happened, an old whatever happened to Terry is Rationale. Mm-hmm. 595 days since her first um, what happened her last time, start. What happened last time she was first up for 18 months? She right. won. She was won. She, was she won first up for 18 months? Yep. Do you know who she beat? Who? Last night, it was roughly, might have been. Might have been like 12, 13, 14, 15 okay, months. Yeah. A long spell, over yeah, a year. Long spell. Uh, she beat Amasinas. Tessa was in the saddle that day. Who? Joey has a party. Joey has a party. I'm not tipping her, by the way. I'm just saying she's done this before. Probably not in this grade, but then again, <laughs> Amasinas probably equals this grade, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so that probably wasn't Amasinas what Amasinas is now, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. The full oh, she was the, still progressing. Yeah. The full package. Mm, the FP. Amasensis. Amasensis. Titian. Titian Amasensis. So uh, yeah, the um, so yeah, good to see Rationale back at the track. Multinational racing really, really well. I thought MTA's form. He's fifty six days between runs, but his form this prep when he was racing earlier was was really, really encouraging. Who did he split first up last prep? Uh, was it Rockinori and 
something poking through on the fence. So who was that? Nah, it led actually breezed to Searching Rocks. Searching Rocks, yes, yeah. yes. And who do you run second to before that? Who's that, MTA? Yeah. Uh, was it Star Trek? It's a radar. It's a radar. Yeah. It might not have been before, somewhere. Around yeah, there. yeah, you're right. So yeah. the form's the good. The form jumps off the page. form's yeah. good. A um, uh, couple of horses in the seven-day spin around, and we might be touching on one of them very shortly as well. So uh, first of all, speed map. We've got mood swings coming across to, to lead. Mood swings, my mate, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, what a prick of a horse that's been to me over the journey. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the day it wins. Oh, there's, no, on, there's no chance. There. There's no, not a chance in the world we're having a scent on here. Mm. Um, yes, it leads multinational parks it. Um, I think you will find that. I wonder what they do with uh, Kia or a star. B yeah. B Ruella. There was a little bit of a tip around at lunch last uh, Friday for uh, Kia or a star. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll. Uh, I think Roy will leave it up to Brad Rewilla, yeah. now the seniors on board. But I, I think it's pretty worth notating with that yard that he's given the apprentices a, a bit of a crack. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think when he's serious, you'll see Brad Rewilla going on his. So um, I think it runs a pretty big race here. Mm. I don't know who wins from the. I think I'll probably think it ends up in the breeze. Yeah, that's what I sort of was. Uh, that's where I'd probably yeah. want it to be if I was on, to be honest with you, too. Um, but uh, I think it's winnable, definitely. Yeah, I, I think it can. Can uh, can win the race, and then we got um, we sort of got multinational just behind um, just behind stalking the leaders with Weapon Sun drawn one as well, who uh, is racing. It's two runs back from a spell have been very encouraging. Yeah, that's the one I like. I, I'm I'm a bit thrown because the early markets went up about fourteen dollars, and I thought, oh dearie me, here we go. Even if I can get nine or something, I'd be tickled pink. And um, yeah, it's now where I'm looking at sort of five fifty six bucks. So. I was mid fours. I think now patience is the way to play. I think I'll get a better price late. And if it is shorter than that, then it might not be the horse for me. Um, mm. But Weapon Sun is just, uh, since it's gone to Lindsay Smith, it's been a different horse. Mm. Um, last prep, it ran second to Resort Man, a second to Dom to Shoot. It was held up behind that Resort Man race and it was deep, the Dom to Shoot race. This time in, um, it was second to River Rubicon on that really wet track. And last start, it just it did all the work to get to the breeze um, and yeah, to be beaten just over two lengths. So it was a, a really brave effort. Three back the fence on the back of Mood Swings, who will give a nice kick and uh, multinational. Uh, who again, you, you'd be pretty happy being on its back, I'd suggest. This is, it's a horse that's raced without luck. And I think um, it deserves some. And, and for me, I've actually marked it a slight favourite, surprisingly. Um, but that's a bias market. So if I've got it 440 in a bias market, probably not worth taking the six. I think we can probably get seven or eight late is my thought process. But, um, yeah, that's the way I'm going to go. Weapon Sun for me in the last. But I respect a lot of these. Also, very odd placement. He always was mm. in the pres uh, was in the feature, uh, an 82 Raider. Uh, it goes best over the 1,000. It was drawn a nice alley in a race with good top-end speed, and they've opted to go for – this race from a wide gate over the 1300 with big weight in a pretty strong 72 plus. Like this, to me, that was just- 12, He's a $12 pop. He's now. a $12 pop. I, I would have marked him equal favourites or close to it with comes the time on, on the minimum there. Mm. I really would have. I would have given him a massive, massive chance. I think that's a, a really big error because you get the same penalty if you win either as well. So mm. I don't know about penalties and the prize money is obviously a little bit more in the, in the prior too. So he's a $12 pop here. Uh, I reckon he would have been a $5 pop. In the feature, mm. I like Weapon Sun as well. Just from the gate, uh, Holly's claim. Um, what's he? She's three three kilos less on the on the seven day spin with the with gate one. Um, drew eleven, as Terry said, worked across to the breeze last Saturday in the Vane Tempest race. So that's going to tune him right up for this race. And I, 
Didn't mind the, the first up run of Karajini Aurora. Didn't get a lot of galloping room in the straight. Is a, is a, gonna be $20 plus, probably gonna be Maddie value by the time. Um, oh, it'll be anything. By the time, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her um, figure in the finish here. I thought there was some, she had 16 and a half the other day, got bottled up, lacking galloping room, and never really got any flow, any rhythm. Um, Interesting uh, second up of seven days, but her form uh, when her, her form when she's right is uh, is is pretty decent and um, measures up quite well against the main fancies in this multinational ticks a lot of boxes. He's racing super. This preparation um, gets the map. Mm. Um, you can't really can't really fault him. Defeated Buster Bash, who came out and um, and won um, all the form around multinational stacks up really well. I can't really go again with mood swings, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a good race. Yeah, but uh, for me, I'm I'm with you with Weapon Sun, but I'm probably going to be having something on Karajini just in case as well. I think I think she she might be the the blowout for the whole whole card actually. So cool. I like yeah. that. You'll get a far better price. Yeah, now, I'd suspect yeah. as well. So uh, yeah, for me, pretty similar setup. I'll be on or hopefully be on Weapon Sun, um, price dependent, and um, I'll be. Having something like Star. Okay. All right. Let's take a break and we'll be back with our best, our mads, our lays. Okay. Whips are cracking. We're uh, in the home straight here and it's our Betfair best betting propositions for Jolly Beggar Day. Terry, Betfair best. My Betfair best. Hux has got one in today as well. He yeah, does. So that, yeah, Paul Huck. yeah. Shout out to Jeez. a friend of the show. For Paul Huckles. Hopefully it runs a race for him. Um, how's the move on one one one? Before I get into it as mm. well, today at Northern, I watch back and watch those trials. I think I might have missed something there. Mm. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, my best. We'll go with a feature race, race seven. Uh, I haven't got the number, but comes a time for Mickey Grantham. I'm two twenty. I reckon we'll always see around three bucks. That's my best as well. Oof. Yep. When we align. Yep. That's a lot of weight for the poor to carry. That's 60 and a half last start. It's got 160 and a half this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to lay. You're passing on your lay? I'll pass on my lay. Yeah. yeah. You're going to yeah. – it's funny. I think we don't like doing them for the sake of them. Mm. We like to lay something heavy in the market, but it is a tough day for mm. it. And I, the, the one that's big under for me is Rejuva King at around the 450. So mm. race five, number 11, Rejuva King, I'll, uh, I'll take on at that price. How did your, your Maddie Multi go last week? What was it? You oh, have like no, a place was, thing. Nah. No? No, it was Hummaker into No, nah, it went poorly. Regal Magic. Yeah, yeah. I just I just remember. Sorry. Oh, the place lay. Uh, no, it was you did something random last year. Yeah, no, I laid right. six of them to place. That's right. I can't remember. Let's <laughs> follow that up. Yeah. Uh my Maddie, I touched on not quite Maddie odds um at the moment, but I'm suspecting we're gonna get just lurking around the Betfair exchange, betfair.com.au, Karajini Aurora in the get out stakes if we can get twenty one dollars plus. I'm in. Yep. I'm going to go with a similar mentality and uh, I could find one over 20, but I'm probably not going to back it. But uh, I'll definitely be having something in the last one here or a star. Best is 19 at the moment, so we're pretty close. Okay. Okay.